This is First Words with the Reverend Matthew Waite. This is the official podcast of First Lutheran Culver City. It's a podcast that helps us to consider what it means to do the work of God's kingdom. When I was young, a friend and I would often play in a creek near his house. While it was a creek just like any other, when we were there, we would let our imaginations run wild, and the creek was anything but a creek. One day, it was a deep jungle, and we were commandos fighting to free POWs. Yet the next day, it was the streets of Gotham, and we had to vault off of skyscrapers to foil the Joker's newest plot. But if I were to return to that spot today, I would likely find it terribly unremarkable. It certainly wouldn't be faraway jungles or the streets of Gotham. I simply don't use my imagination in the same way. Actually, if I'm honest with myself, I simply don't use my imagination near as much as I used to. But I should. We all should. Shortly after we moved to Los Angeles, we were driving with the kids in the car, and our three-year-old daughter noticed a homeless encampment in an underpass. She asked what it was, and we explained homelessness and why not everyone has a place like we do. She sat quietly and pondered this a bit. Then when we passed the same encampment later, she said, maybe I could build a big house with lots of rooms and then everyone could have a home. I was proud of her sense of empathy and glad she was worried about these people she'd never even met. I also immediately dismissed her idea as cute and naive. In my head, I thought, too bad that could never work. It's simply impossible. I saw her plan to make the world better and immediately calculated the cost and wrote it off as an impossibility. Where she imagined a solution, I knew there couldn't be one. But why not? In Leviticus chapter 25, the year of Jubilee is laid out for the Israelites. The chapter is too long to read here, and frankly it comes across as a bit dry. But what it lays out in the chapter is truly amazing. The Israelites who had just been freed from slavery are given the rule that every seventh Sabbath year, which took place every seven years, so every 49th year, everyone had to forgive all debts. All the land went back to the original owners, and indentured servitude was ended. Everything reset. It was a way to make sure that all the children of Abraham got to partake in the promise given to Abraham, a way that every Israelite could participate in the freedom God gave them when he brought them out of slavery in Egypt. Could you imagine? A world with no debt. A world where credit card bills, mortgage bills, and health bills have been forgiven and no one is in the red. I know I can't imagine that. In fact, most historians are pretty sure that Israel never actually participated in this tradition. Apparently, Israel couldn't imagine it either. But why not? Why can't we imagine forgiveness of debts? Why can't we imagine a way to address homelessness? As soon as the question is asked, we draw upon our wisdom and experience. We draw upon our cynicism of the world and the people in it. And without even taking a look, we know it's impossible and draw our final conclusions. But we shouldn't. Instead, we should let our imaginations run wild. If you believe that God is the creator of all things, that he freed Israel from Pharaoh, and that he sent prophet after prophet to guide his people, if you believe that the Son of God took on flesh, healed the sick and the lame, walked on water, and calmed a storm, if you believe that Jesus laid down his life to be crucified on the cross, and that the Father raised him up from the dead, then you should let your imagination run wild when you are confronted with the troubles of this world. Homelessness, poverty, food shortages, diseases, racism, injustice, cruelty, corruption, obesity, violence, domestic abuse, sexual discrimination, sexual violence, and every other issue, no matter how massive and complicated, is not 
a moment to despair. Rather, these are moments to imagine a better world. For when we imagine a better world, a world free from these problems, we are far more likely to work toward that world. As soon as we see a problem and respond with, that's impossible to change, we've given in to the status quo and our cynicism, and in so doing, we are saying that God, who raised his son from the dead, is powerless to act. We are saying that the power of the Holy Spirit that makes the impossible work of God's kingdom a possibility cannot change the situation. And sure, we will never fix these problems and we will never fully rid the world of sin, but it doesn't mean we shouldn't try. After all, when Jesus says, the poor you will always have with you, it isn't him calling us to apathy. It's not a call to say that nothing can be done to allow us to wallow in our cynicism. Rather, it is the recognition that we will always have work to do. We will always have neighbors in need of God's love. We will always have the responsibility to imagine a better world and do everything we can through the power of God to make the impossible happen. We do this because we believe that the impossible is possible in the kingdom of God. That's it for today's episode of First Words. Be sure to click subscribe so that you don't miss this, the official podcast of First Lutheran Culver City.